1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Cowboys getting ready to come to town and try to clinch the division and win the NFC East. Donovan Lewis, middays, 1310 a.m., the ticket in Dallas. Donovan, a win at FedEx Field, and the Cowboys are division champions, correct? How
3: about that, huh? (laughs)
2: Didn't see (laughs) that coming last week.
3: No, no, especially after that debacle in Buffalo. Everyone just kind of threw their hands up and said, it's going to be the same old thing around here. And yet they lose another game and still are in line to control their own destiny. So that was totally unexpected. But uh, uh, pretty, pretty fun around here now thinking that they can win the division because we all thought at the beginning of the year, Philadelphia is just a better team. And we thought that through the first 11 weeks, and now Philadelphia has come back to earth, earth, and Dallas has taken advantage of it.
4: What was the feeling post-Detroit? You know, just, again, going back through it here, Donovan, you mentioned kind of people down in the dumps a little bit. Still a good team regardless, but they kind of escaped there, right, with that W. Kind of give me a, a check-in on Cowboys fans for me. How are people feeling?
3: You know, it was funny because we did the post-game show, and it felt like we were talking about a Cowboy loss. Right because it kind of covered up some of the uh, some of the things that we saw in that game with Mike McCarthy and his play calling and the time uh, wasting and all that. It just felt, it felt weird. So I don't think the Cowboys felt really good, because we all expected Philadelphia to beat Arizona and Philadelphia to beat the Giants, and the Cowboys would have to go on a road where they've had their difficulties the last couple of years in the playoffs. So it was almost it was weird. It really was. Now that it's like, oh, okay, Philadelphia did us a favor. Then now you've seen the roles being reversed and they can get up to at least two home games in the playoffs. And I think everyone feels really good about the Cowboys playing at home, even if they're squeaking by the last couple of times
2: against Seattle
3: and then against Detroit.
2: Yeah. I thought that they got screwed earlier in the year against the Eagles. I thought there were several bad calls in that game that went against them. And some bad, yeah, bad
3: bounces, too. Bad bounces. Exactly.
2: But contrarily, yeah. I thought they should have lost against the Lions, and I thought they got bailed out by the officials. So maybe it all washes out and, and comes out even. I mean, what is the perception, though, on how that game ended and whether or not they should have actually won?
3: <laughs> you know, the perception is about 85 to 90 percent of the time, those calls always go against the Cowboys. So you kind of throw your oh, hands up and go for one.
2: <laughs> the perception. <for> <laughs> that's the perception. I'm just giving you the perception. Okay. That's all I'm giving you. I'm all not right.
3: saying it's true or not. Gotcha. I'm just saying that people think and go, "Whoa, all right. Usually uh, when you do a post game or you talk about a Cowboy game, you talk about the official screwing the Cowboys. And now you're on the better end of the stick with a call that happened. So it's it's relief. It's, again, it was not even expected for Philadelphia to lose. So you were just still just trying to, trying to get some help and not thinking that Arizona was going to provide it because we all thought that the Arizona loss earlier for Dallas was going to be the downfall for Dallas not winning the division. And now they turn around and help the Cowboys out so they control their own destiny. So it's always the ebbs and flows of a football season that, uh, you know, you have to sit back and enjoy the roller coaster ride. Sometimes you're screaming and sometimes you scream laughing and sometimes you scream crying. And that's always been the case around here in Dallas.
2: I apologize to our guest Donovan Lewis here. I shot the messenger. He was just answering my question. <laughs> yeah. But I will tell you, that's the funniest perspective ever. As a guy who grew up like watching Cowboys games and uh, just thinking every game I've ever watched, that they got the benefit of all of the big calls. Uh, is that
3: really the narrative around? Oh, sure. oh come on, oh, you, st- I mean. It, it, oh, my God. Yeah. It's It's funny how it's always three sides to the story. Because exactly. down here, <laughs> it is, man. It is the fact that the Cowboys are always on the short end of the stick. And they are always getting screwed.
2: That is, Dave Chappelle's never said anything funnier than that. Okay? <laughs> just, just so we're on the same page. I mean, that is, I'm going to write that down in my journal and go home and and tell my wife about it tonight. <laughs> we'll laugh about it later. Uh, how healthy are the Cowboys?
3: Uh pretty healthy. They're getting their backup running back back, which is uh something that I never thought I would say that was pretty important, but the running game has been pretty non-existent here. Uh Tyler Smith is the only concern. He has a complete tear of the uh uh in his foot, but they're saying that that's a good thing instead of a bad thing. So maybe he won't play this coming up week, but he may be ready to go in the playoffs because Uh, it seems like it won't affect the injury any worse. So you would think that uh, overall, they're feeling really good about this late in the year about the health of the squad.
4: So, Donovan, they had a stretch where they're averaging almost 40 points a game after their bye week. All of a sudden, the offense has cooled off a little bit. What do we attribute that to? Uh,
3: Offensive line kind of having poor play, the running game not getting established, because it is funny, we talked about this today, how CeeDee Lamb is balling out of his mind, and Dak is also... But the offense has slowed down tremendously. So I think the running game has a lot to do with it. And Dak, when he's not playing well, he's running for his life. If that offensive line is healthy and they're playing well, then I think especially at home, everyone feels that the Cowboys will be able to put up some points and kind of get out of their phone.
2: Here's my favorite comedians in America right now. I got Chappelle one, Shane Gillis two, Bill Burr three, and Donovan Lewis four. <laughs>
3: Uh, hey, well, i'm kind of honored to
2: be on that list that's a you know. good list out of it you're just I killing the game. This. you're killing the game i know i where you got a netflix special i'll throw you, I'll throw you a couple of... I'm, I'm
3: gonna work on it uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send this segment to netflix so i can get one
2: uh, all right beware the commanders might only lose by like 18 this weekend so you better <laughs> you better tighten that tie we're
4: not covering dude and get ready <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. The, there are not a lot of worries about this upcoming game, but it's always something in the back of your mind, division rival, and they would love nothing else than to have the Cowboys uh, lose that game and not win the division. But
2: Just don't we'll screw see. us, okay? If the, if the oh, Cowboys man. come out and lay an egg, and Dak, <laughs> la, remember the last game last year? Oh, yeah. Here, he was like, that was the worst game I've ever seen a quarterback play, Dak had. Here at FedEx. If they do something stupid here.
4: And you cost us that second pick, Donovan. And you cost us
2: the second pick. I'll never forgive you guys, Donovan. I'll never forgive you.
3: (laughs) Well, if you guys cost us the division, we won't forgive you. So we're right there in the same boat. We're in the same war. I agree to your terms. We we
2: all want the same thing. (laughs) That's right.
3: right. All right. Well, very good. Let's go get it then. All right. Thank you, Donovan. (laughs) All right, man. Thank you,
2: buddy. That's a good uh, spot there. All right. Let's talk some New York Giants football. Chris Bizignano joins us now, the Giant insider. Down the stretch they come, the Giants finishing things up like everybody else with a division matchup against the Eagles at 425. Uh, what are the big storylines going in for the G Men? Well, first
5: off, I hope I cracked that comedian list one of these days. You know, I hope I make the top well, 5. Well, you, you might
2: enjoy this as well. His, so Chris,
4: you listen to what this guy says. This is one of the
2: funniest <laughs> jokes you'll ever hear. He he was saying essentially I was saying that the Cowboys got bailed out by the referees cuz they shouldn't have beat the Lions on the the end of uh play, right, game play. Right, right. And he said that the Cowboys are always getting screwed and never getting any calls. And that oh offic- really? Yes. That officials <laughs> have been against the Cowboys You know that conspiracy to keep For the Cowboys out here. of prime
5: time. I guess you. I guess you forgot about some of the previous playoff games over the years, huh? Exactly.
4: We do think so. This is the point. Yeah.
5: I was. Just, I was just, I couldn't believe when he said that, that. there's really no much. Not much worries going on this week. with Washington the way that Dallas has played on the road. I wouldn't be so sure, sure about that.
2: He's been watching that Washington
4: film. I bet. <laughs> it's not pretty right now. It's yeah, not been grinding away. Uh, so, Chris, this Giants team is still yeah. playing hard. It's Been really impressive, yeah, man. So you beat Green Bay. Obviously, that New Orleans game. Obviously, you know they they came at a distant second, but close against Philadelphia gave the Rams all they could handle. It's kind of a yeah. credit to this group, I would say.
5: Yeah, it's a credit to the coaching staffs, credit to the locker room, credit to the players, credit to everybody. These guys are not throwing in the white towels. You know, there's no Roberto Duran, no Moss going on in this locker room. They're, they're fighting to the end, and they're trying to get wins. And uh, you know what? They had the Eagles on the ropes last game mm-hmm. before Jalen converted a big third and 20, kind of turned that mow around. And uh, their feel, they're feeling going into this game is that, hey, you know, we, we we were right there last game. Let's go get them this game.
2: Is there? Look, I know coaches and players don't care about draft position, wins, losses, whatever. But there's nope. got to be a feeling in the fan base. Like, this is going perfectly. They've lost three in a row. They've been very competitive. (laughs) If they lose again, they might move up to, I don't know, the fourth pick or whatever. And they need a quarterback possibly, too, depending on what's going on with Daniel Jones. They're like in Jaden Daniels, who knows, maybe Michael Penick's territory. What's the conversation there? As far as the players. Well, no, 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 as as far as the fan base and, and the, oh, the media. Fan,
5: oh, look, guys, the fan base, they've been wanting the Giants to lose. Some, forget about it. It was going back weeks ago. <laughs> and then they won a few with Tommy DeVito. People got energized and all that. But, do you think they so, would
2: take a quarterback? I mean, like, we we got guys calling him, being like, Sam Howell. You got, it's like, our Giants fans going, we got Tommy DeVito. Why do we want Jaden Daniels? No, no. There's some of that in D.C. every year.
5: You know, no, no. First off, guys, Giants fans want to lose this game, believe me, and they want that fourth or fifth pick, and they want a quarterback.
4: Will they trade up?
5: I think Joe Shane is very possible. Joe could be very aggressive in his dress if they really are in love with, like, a Drake May Oh, you know, maybe a Caleb Williams. You know, whoever they might, if they really are in love with one guy, I could see Joe being very, very aggressive. Yes,
2: so I could. they could be the team to go up to one with the Bears. Yeah, look, guys, I guess it
5: depends on what the Bears are thinking, right? Do they want to go with Justin? Is that their guy um, and all that? If they stick with Justin, then obviously that number one pick is going to be in play, and it's going to be there's <laughs> going to be some numerous teams that are going to be looking to get that spot, and uh, Joe Sheen's will probably be one of them.
2: Four twenty-five kick, Eagles Giants Sunday, the final game of the season. For New York. Uh, What's the Jones contract situation in terms of drafting a quarterback and getting out of that deal? Well, next year is the big cap hit, guys.
5: After 24, though, it's a manageable contract where the dead hit isn't that bad. So next year is the big one. He's going, that's one, well, probably the main reason why he's definitely not going anywhere. Um, And after 24 is when you can make your move if Daniel doesn't work out here. You know, obviously, if they draft a quarterback, then, you know, Daniel will be the quarterback next year and they'll work in the new guy behind them and, you know, and whatever happens in 24 happens in 24. But after 2024, that's when they can make their moves. They want to part ways with Daniel.
2: Hey, have you ever gone to uh, Times Square for the ball dropping? Yes, sir, I have. Really? <laughs> Is it true that people wear diapers and can't go to the bathroom? Yes. Yes. That's
5: sir. disgusting. true because I tell you what, they lose go, your spot. People, go into, people go into those pens. They call them pens, you know, where everybody's behind the barriers there. They go into those pens like 10 in the morning, 11 in the morning, and guess what? You can't leave there because if you leave, you're going to lose your spot. So that's what people do.
2: That's so gross. I agree 100%. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? That's not worth it. Exactly.
5: I would never do that. Look, I've been there, but I was never in the pen for 10 in the morning and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people come from Europe, out of state, and they just, they just this is like their bucket list type deal, you know? So they'll stay in there all day.
2: Look, to me, you got to be out of your mind, but it is. Just... <laughs> so you've never put on a diaper and gone into the pen? <laughs> Fellas, I haven't had a diaper
5: since I'm, uh, I guess, six months old, a year old.
2: <laughs> Not that you're willing no. to tell us about on the radio anyway, right? yeah we got to keep this pg exactly
4: thank you buddy we appreciate you thanks chris all right guys see you soon be good ed kratz now it's ed kratz's turn sports illustrated covers those philadelphia eagles ed they're taking on water what gives here
6: (laughs) they're beyond taking on water They, they are underwater and they're drowning uh badly obviously you know Uh, One win in the month of December when you're supposed to be playing your best football, that's just not going to cut it.
2: And the quality of losses, you know, they get destroyed by Dallas, destroyed by the Eagles, Seattle on the road with a backup quarterback, Arizona, it's not like they, they got through the murderer's row part of the schedule. This is supposed to be the downhill part.
6: Yeah, well, maybe that took something out of them, going through that gauntlet of a schedule. You know, to me, they look like a tired team that uh, really uh, maybe going to the Super Bowl last year. That's why you don't see too many teams go back to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, year after year, because it's a hard thing to do. And they got out like gangbusters. But even during that 10-1 and start, there were still questions of, hey, you know, they just don't look the same. Uh, so now those questions have come home to roost, so to speak, and, Maybe that's caught up with them. You know, listen, it's just an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion of why this team uh, is not playing like, you know, it, it's expected to be playing. Uh, and, and that could just be one reason. But, you know, I really think it's a, a litany of things. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure they're going to be able to write it in time to make any kind of run in the
4: postseason. Yeah, and how they got here I think matters a lot to your point, right? If they just won two out of every three games, ended up at 11-5, and five, I don't think people would feel this way. But as you said, kind of you, a closer examination of some of these wins, thinking against Washington a couple of times or, uh, I don't know, that loss to the Jets. But as you go through some of their Ws, you're going, yeah, this wasn't quite right. And they maybe got away with a couple of things, and this is just a really violent regression that really got kick-started with that Niners game.
6: Yeah, you know what, and I think that was a concern with the Niners because, you know, you can explain the loss to the Jets, I guess, by saying, hey, you know, we turned the ball over three times, Jalen Hurts throws three picks, we beat ourselves. But that 49ers game, it wasn't like they beat themselves. I mean, you could say, well, hey, if they finish the first two drives with touchdowns instead of field goals and they go up 14 nothing, maybe it's a different story, I doubt it. But, you know, I think that was kind of the thing was like, you know, how did we lose this badly? when it took good care of the ball, we didn't kill ourselves too badly with penalties. Are we that bad? I mean, are we that deflated that we can't, you know, put up a better effort? And I think that you're right. I think that snowballed uh, and things just kind of continued on the downside from there.
2: What is the likeliness that they can string some wins together in the playoffs? And let's just say hypothetically, you know, they lose in the first round and, and hurts doesn't pick it up and kind of plays how he has and, their offense and defense look similar to what it has. I mean, what are the off-season conversations going to be if that happens?
6: Well, I mean, Hertz isn't going anywhere. Uh, you know, he signed a big contract. And, you know, listen, I don't think Hertz is the real problem, to be honest with you. Um, you know, he's got more touchdown passes than he had last year. Yeah, he has more inter- interceptions. That's true. Um, but, you know, he's accounted for a, a, a team record. 37, I think, touchdowns, broke a record that it stood since 1991 when Randall Cunningham was here. So I don't think he is the issue, and you're not going to get rid of him. I mean, he's just paid him $255 million. Uh, But, yeah, there will be some conversations about the coaching staff. We've already seen Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, make Matt Patricia the defensive uh, play caller, if you will. He's running this defense, and it's been dreadful. I mean, the last three games in the second half, the Eagles have given up a total of 68 points in the second half. They led. At halftime of those last three games, they're one and two because they can't stop anybody in the second half. The, the Cardinals scored 29 points, four touchdowns on all four possessions in the second half. So you're going to start right there with the coaching staff, and you're going to make changes. Uh, I'm not sure Nick Sirianni will uh, have that cachet to make those changes. That's kind of one thing that led Doug Peterson out of town three years after winning a Super Bowl was, you know, they uh, Howie uh, Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie wanted to pick his assistants for him. And Doug didn't want them to do that. He wanted some say. So that might be what happens is Nick Sirianni won't have a lot of power in naming his assistant coaches, but that's where it's going to start in the offseason. is right there. And then you're going to have to find, you know, some defensive help. They need help on the defensive ball. Their linebackers are inadequate. The back line, Kevin Bayard after the trade uh, for the safety, he hasn't been what they hope. So you're going to need to find help there too. But that's where they need help is on that defensive side of the ball. So that's the second place you'll start in the offseason. is look, The personnel that's going to match up with the new
4: defensive coordinator scheme. And thank you as always, man. Appreciate the time. My
1: pleasure. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better